0: I hope you guys are comfy at home because we're settling in for story time. It's in the dead of the night. A newborn baby is crying. A young mother is rocking that baby back and forth, trying to calm it down so that she can rock this child back off to sleep. There's a cool breeze rolling in through an open window nearby, covered only by a curtain swaying in and out. The air brings in the scent of flowers. The mother talks calmly to her baby, walking back and forth, saying that everything will be all right. But then the breeze stops and almost immediately, the
1: scent of the flowers is replaced with the overwhelming scent of vinegar. The mom freezes dead in her tracks because she knows exactly what's outside, but for reasons unclear, she needs to make sure. So she sets her baby in the crib and walks slowly to the window, hands shaking as she softly grabs the curtain.
0: With a deep breath, She opens the curtains and finds, to her complete horror, the disembodied head of a woman floating just outside the window with long, fleshy tendrils quickly slithering out of its head. And they're heading right past the mother and right towards her baby. She
1: immediately goes into mama bear mode and begins pushing and kicking the strange creature until it and its tendrils are outside the window. Quickly, she slams the window shut just before the apparition can reach her, and she breathes a heavy sigh
0: of relief. But she knows there's more work to be done to stop this creature from ever reaching her child, because this young mother just came face to face with a bloodthirsty Penangalan, a creature known throughout Asia for one thing and one thing alone, its undying hunger for the blood of children. On that note, welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your friendly neighborhood at true believer uh, who doesn't really know what happened within the last like few seconds of this podcast, but I am definitely freaked out.
1: <laughs> and I am Eleanor, your perpetual skeptic. But today, true blue pangolin fearer. I I live in fear.
0: Yep. Yeah. Together, we are the gruesome twosome with a healthy dose of respect for this cryptid urban legend. I don't know what we're going to call her. And this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the Internet. We might find the answers we're
1: looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. One thing is for sure. We are closing our windows. And if we smell vinegar, Mm -hmm. we are dashing baby. She's a runner. She's a track star. Like I am literally (laughs) out of there. This has ruined balsamic salads
0: for me (laughs) forever. So sad.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details.
0: There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight. So originally, we found out about the Penongolin from a TikTok made by Phoebe Daniels. In the video, the poster shows a strange video of a weird fleshy sphere floating in a pool with a bunch of tentacles floating below it. Weird, right? Weird already. But then she says that it might be something called a Penongolin. She explains that the Penanggalan originates from Asia and that there have been countless sightings dating all the way back to the 11th century. According to her, the Penanggalan is a female vampiric entity whose head literally detaches from her body with all of the organs still attached. Once her head has detached, the Penanggalan floats around town looking for her favorite meal, babies She literally loves babies. She's like, I love babies, a tasty treat. And Mm -hmm. she just (laughs) floats around town. Delectable. Her little head and her little tendrils. Yummy. (laughs) So this is really startling. If you have children, you're probably like, oh no, (laughs) how do I know the Penangalyn is near? Well, a telltale sign of the presence of the Penangalyn is the smell of Vinegar. You smell vinegar because the penongolin bathes her organs in vinegar so that she can shrink herself down to reattach to her body. It's like a whole beauty ritual experience. We're putting Olaplex in our hair. The Penongolin is dipping herself into vinegar. <laughs> I envy the dedication to the skincare routine. You know, an ounce. An ounce, please, universe. Like, girly pop. My seasonal depression certainly cannot handle that at this given point in time. But I do admire it this tiktok phoebe's tiktok was pretty big at the time of this recording it has over one and a half million likes alone and thirteen thousand shares the comments are filled with a number of interesting statements from people many who claim the penangalan to be real but where did this come from? Because until this TikTok, I did not know that there was just a floating lady head going around town with her little organs dangling, looking for the blood of children. Like, where did this originate? <laughs> Do you feel better or worse for that knowledge? <laughs> uh, you know it's weird? Like, she's sort of slay. Like, if it wasn't, like, for the killing baby stuff, I would kind of, like... If she was, like, doing this to, like, I don't know, bad people, like, if she was, like, Mm -hmm. a Dexter type of entity out there, like, killing off the baddies, I'd be like, yes, queen. However, however, yeah, right now I'm sort of freaked out.
1: Yeah. Typically, I would root for the vinegar-soaked vampiric entity, Mm -hmm. but the baby killing is, it's tough to look past. Hard to forgive. So, (laughs) You asked where the Penangaloon comes from. It's popped up a lot throughout history, and it's become a super popular piece of almost folklore or cryptology in places as wide ranging as Cambodia, Thailand, Malaysia, and the Philippines. In each place, she goes by different names and has a different origin story, but one thing is consistent she is always hungry. I love that for mm. her. I love that for her. Never satisfied. Always hungering. Yeah, slay. (laughs) So let's talk about the most popular version of her. It originates from Malaysia. So in this version, it's said that she is the product of a woman who dabbled in black magic. At its most basic core, that is the story of the Penanggalan. So even in Malaysia, there are multiple versions of what this means exactly. So for instance, in one story, the original Penanggalan was once a beautiful priestess. One day, she was performing a penance ceremony in her bathtub in a room. She went into a state of deep meditation when suddenly a man entered the room without warning and startled her. Um, wouldn't it startle us all? This is literally my worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. This is actually the origin of a horror story. And for that reason, I choose to believe this version. Now the priestess was pissed and apparently she jerked her head up so quickly to like snap back at this man and tell him to get out that the sheer force severed her neck and propelled her head up from her body like literally just severed her head the force of being so pissed off somehow she was wow. still alive because of this black magic and she flew after him while leaving her body in the tub kind of iconic
0: ladies have you ever been so mad at a man that your head fully dislocated because been there like jesus christ I, you know it's the way i relate <laughs> i like, i get her dude if somebody walks in on me when i'm in the bath like Bro, get out. You said that this is your favorite version of the story, right? Mm Because that's my favorite version by a landslide. I think it's so, so scary, actually, and interesting. But there are other versions, like you said. In another version of the Penanggalan story, she was an ugly young woman, consumed by bitterness because she was single and jealous of every other married woman. She was so jealous, in fact, that she went into a murderous rampage, killing many innocent pregnant women. As punishment for her crime, the people of the village hung her by a rope around her head from a tall tree and tied her legs to a bull. When the bull charged, her body was torn away, and all that was left dangling from that tree was her severed head, with all of the internal organs still intact. Ew. Ew, right? Like, gross. Everybody in the village patted themselves on the back for triumphing over the one true evil. But then, one night, that severed head went missing, and the village would soon discover that they had unwittingly unleashed a hellish demon. In these versions of the story, it's not entirely clear why the Penanggalan went on to, like, target pregnant women and newborns. That being said, the version that makes the most sense, at least to us, is the version of the story that Phoebe hinted at in her video. It's also, uh, potentially, the most insane story I have ever heard in my life. So... In this version
1: of the legend, a woman is struggling with her self-image. She just thinks she's like the ugliest girl in town. And really tragically, everybody in the village agrees. They're like really rude to her. But one day she meets a witch and this witch makes a deal with her. Give up eating meat for 40 days and 40 nights, adopting a full vegetarian diet. And if you can keep this diet up for that long, then on the 41st day, you will be granted a beauty so exquisite that nobody in the village will ever be able to compete. So she eagerly agrees. And most versions of the story say that she doesn't even question what happens to her if, you know, she breaks this vow if she decides to go in and eat meat, which obviously she does. Nearing the end of these 40 days, she almost makes it, man. I don't really get it. But she decides what's the worst that can happen. And also, how would this witch even know, right? So she decides she wants a tasty little snack. And she has herself some meat. Unfortunately, what happens next is a literal horror show. So upon breaking her diet, the woman becomes cursed to spend her nights as a grotesque creature with an unquenchable thirst for pregnant women and newborns. Thus, obviously, the Penanggalan was born. But wait. Wow. I know. If that wasn't crazy enough, there's literally more to this curse. So, we know that the Penanggalan is a disembodied head, right? Apparently. That only happens at night. The cursed woman looks like a normal human woman by day, and it's only at night that her head separates from her body. So, during the day, and this is like truly sadistic. Honestly, I kind of love it because it sends shivers down my spine Mm. she has a job as a midwife and she takes care of the babies that she plans to eat what oh my god girl then at night she floats outside of their home and uses her invisible tongue to snatch the infant through the windows sometimes she uses her intestines to reach up through the (gasps) floorboards no matter what she does, the victim whose blood has been consumed in this way is said to contract a mysterious disease and will die shortly thereafter. Oh my god, this woman literally spends her days scouting her victims. That to me is like by far the scariest version of this legend.
0: Dude! I was going to say, we talk about cryptids and, like, these kind of urban legends a lot on our podcast, but I'm never, like, actually afraid. I'm like, ooh, interesting, kind of funny. This is scary. I'm scared. Spooky. I'm startled. I'm afraid. Up next, we'll be talking about how to deal with Penanggalan if and maybe when you actually meet her face to face.
3: They're responsible for some of the most horrifying acts of violence ever known. Men and women who went to lethal extremes. But why?
2: Every Monday and Thursday on Serial Killers, follow the life and crimes of an actual murderer. Exploring the reasons why they lived to kill.
3: Using extensive research and details you won't hear anywhere else, Serial Killers examines the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree.
2: Listen now and catch our special series on manhunts, where we follow the processes police use as they hunt for murderers in treacherous terrains and unusual locations. Follow
3: the Spotify original from ParCast, Serial Killers. Listen free only on Spotify.
0: One of the things that I was most surprised to find is that a lot of the comments on Phoebe's TikTok had personal stories about how families prevented interactions with the penongulant. And the reason that I was so surprised is because so much of this matched up with our research. And it makes it all seem so much more real, right? Like, it just seems so much more like, oh my God, this is like actively like a superstition people have or like a cryptid that people are genuinely scared of or this urban legend that has withstood the (laughs) test of time. I can
1: read so many like in-depth stories on Reddit or like literally anywhere else. But the minute I see more than five TikTok comments, I'm like, oh my God, it's real. It's
0: It's real. real. literally me literally me literally us doing like hardcore research for this episode and me like oh my god five tiktok comments said the same thing it's real the first thing that parents need to do in order to prevent a penangalan attack is to lock all doors and windows at night and cover any seams throughout the home in the floorboards Then, you scatter the sharp, thorny leaves of a local plant around the house and near doors and windows. This is said to either trap or injure the exposed lungs, stomach, and intestines of the penungulin as it flies in search of its prey. This is commonly done when a woman has just given birth. However, this practice will not protect the infant if the penungulin decides to pass through the floorboards. So in those instances, months before a baby is born, family members of the pregnant woman should plant pineapples under the house. Traditional Malaysian houses are built on stilts, so there's a lot of room underneath for gardening purposes, I suppose. And why pineapples specifically? Well, like this plant's leaves, pineapples are prickly. This deters the penungulin from entering through the floorboards. Once trapped, a penungulin who attacks the house can then be killed with a machete. So it's like, all of this is just preliminary. Like, you are literally just preventing the girl from getting into your house, like Home Alone style. Literally setting, like, Home Alone-esque traps. As an extra precaution, the pregnant woman can keep scissors beneath her pillow. Because the penungulin is, um... Afraid of scissors. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's out here killing kids because, like, her own child was, like, running with scissors and, like, killed her. Like, I'm just like, oh, Ooh, valid. Valid headcanon. All of this <laughs> has made so much sense until the scissors. And now I'm just like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> and you know what? Interestingly, maybe the villagers have the same thought. They're like, pedungalon unclear. We need to study her. So in case you want to capture this cryptid, remember, she looks like a human during the day. So what you're going to have to do is find somebody who, number one, avoids eye contact. When the Penanggalan is performing her midwife duties, she is said to be zeroed in on this baby, licking her lips. Okay, so I feel like even if I hadn't heard about the Penangalun from this podcast. If I saw a midwife licking her lips every time a baby popped out, I might question her in the first place, especially mm-hmm. if she's avoiding eye contact, especially if she always looks hungry around babies, and particularly if you notice the key giveaway of a Penangalun, which is that she smells like vinegar. You guys remember she has to soak in vinegar to like fit her mm-hmm. intestines back in her body i guess during the day so it's just constantly secreting from her pores so what you do is you find someone who smells like vinegar who's licking her lips at babies and you follow her home you wait until the sun goes down when her head lifts from her body now once the penangalon head leaves its body the body can be permanently destroyed by one of two ways either you can pour pieces of broken glass into the empty neck cavity disgusting which will sever the internal organs of the penangalon when it reattaches to the body or you can just forego all of it and burn the body and that is said to kill the penangalon as well
0: um the reaction that i'm currently having is as if somebody just put glass in my own body like owie
1: literally owie that's evil that's that seems like the meaner option for sure
0: It does! Like, I get it, guys. She's eating your children and all, but, like, do we need to put glass in someone's neck? I don't think so. Like most urban legends, it seems as though the Penanggalan exists as some sort of, like, a cultural game of telephone. As the story spreads, details change ever so slightly, along with the name. Therefore, many believe that the Penanggalan is likely the very same monster as the Maninonggalan, which is from the Philippines, along with many, many other cryptids. Let's talk for a moment about potentially the blueprint for the Penanggalan, the Maninonggalan, in the Philippines. Sometimes she's female, sometimes not. It doesn't expose its organs, but instead detaches its entire upper torso and sprouts wings. It is said that they mostly prey on sleeping pregnant women, using a visible tongue, not an invisible one, to suck the hearts from fetuses. The severed lower torso is left standing, and to kill this creature, just sprinkle some salt or smear crushed garlic on top of the standing torso. The upper torso can't rejoin itself, and it will die by sunrise. What's interesting about the Maninongolin, as if all of this was not absolutely fascinating so far, is that we actually know the story of a quote-unquote true alleged sighting. Take this with a grain of salt, since we found it on the Cryptids Wiki, but this supposed sighting goes a little something like this. A young man tells the story of how, when he was a young boy, he heard his neighbor's dogs howling in the backyard. He checked it out by opening his window when he saw something dark floating nearby, like a person floating horizontally facing his neighbor's open window. He became scared and immediately closed the window and went to bed, covering himself with his pillow. The next day, he asked his friend next door if something unusual had happened in the house last night. The friend said that he and his siblings were actually guarding their mother all night long, because they believed that what had come to the house was the manananggal. At one point, he said that he saw something that looked like a hairy tail coming up from the floorboards, so he threw garlic onto it. So, be gone, demon! I mean, he didn't say that, but he threw the garlic, and suddenly that hairy tail disappeared. <laughs> ew! <laughs> Again? <Spooky>. Yeah. <laughs> ew. Nah. I'm more of, like, a Penanggalan girl, personally, after hearing these stories. I have to agree. She's, like, she's less, I mean, I guess she does have hair, but she's less hairy. I don't know. I find this story so fascinating. I don't know why, but the idea of this just, like, head floating around with organs. She's really endearing to me. I wish she didn't eat babies.
1: She, you know, she honestly scares me. I don't know why this is the one that's really Mm, gotten to me. Every other like, you know, urban legend or cryptid, Uh they feel like a little friend. And for some reason, I respect her, but I want her to stay so far away from me.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that most of the time when we talk about urban legends with a bit of like, I guess you could just say like a historical backing as in they've been around for a long time. So often they're made to teach people a lesson in the capacity. Mm -hmm. So it's like For this, I guess that if I really sat down and I was like, why do these creatures exist? You read the stories of how people like prevent them, right? And some of it is just like pure superstition, like throwing these thorny plants around the house or planting pineapples underneath. But like locking your doors and windows, of course, is a good practice. And maybe, just maybe it's a superstition that crawls into people's heads and they're like, oh God, got to go lock everything up. And if a robber does come in the night, then there's like thorns everywhere. There's like stuff to like stop them. Under the floorboards, maybe not so practical, but that's the only, I guess, like based in realism thing that I can think of as an explanation. Mm-hmm. Something that I thought was quite interesting is that Malaysia, kind of like the early origins of the Penangalan, is often considered the center of mass hysteria, according to many, many sources. And I thought this doesn't necessarily tie into the penangalan but I thought that this was really interesting and it's kind of a recent thing that happened. There's this really famous example from 2018 when a girl claimed to have fallen into a shadow dimension where she saw a dark figure stalking her. And then she began to scream uncontrollably for hours as she was in this dark dimension. So after this happens, after this like comes out in 2018, dozens of girls just began screaming uncontrollably. Local legend says that they all saw the same thing, but this leaves out that they didn't admit this until they discovered what the girl had seen. This is now widely considered like a massive case of mass hysteria. I mean, we see mass hysteria constantly in pop culture. Mm -hmm. We see it with things like Momo, which we've talked about on the pod. It's like everywhere all the time. So this doesn't surprise me. So maybe the Penunggalan has roots in like a mass hysteria or maybe... Just maybe there is a woman's head floating around Malaysia with her intestines fully intact. Either way, I know this is one more
1: reason on an endless list of reasons as to why I do not want children, girl. Oh, my God. (laughs)
3: Like
1: new fear enacted. (laughs)
0: Have you guys ever heard of these urban legends? What do you think about the Penunggalan? And ooh, even better, have you ever spotted one? Dun, dun, dun. Let us know all over social media by using hashtag Gruesome Twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome. And we have loved this deep dive into the world of Internet Urban Legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify.
1: Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LoieBug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram, and at Parcast Network on
0: Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends! Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from
1: Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA.
0: Sound designed by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Jamie
1: Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Meira and Tracy Levy.
0: Research and script writing provided by Jed Bookout.
1: And we're your hosts, Loe Lane and Eleanor
0: Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome.
2: Dahmer, Bundy, Gacy, Ramirez. You know the names, but do you know the whole terrifying story? Every Monday and Thursday on Serial Killers, take a horrific journey through the origin, evolution, and madness of a real-life murderer, exploring the reasons why they lived to kill.
3: Some were charismatic, others were calculated, but all of them were disturbingly deadly. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Serial Killers. Listen free only on Spotify.